Greetings, greetings, everybody. Welcome to the show. I hope your Sunday is going well. I am your host. We are live. And as you can see from the uh, screen, <laughs> today's topic is going to be very, very interesting. So hold on to your seats and uh, we're going to have a conversation today. And as a surprise, just to give you a heads up, uh, I will have uh, a few guests on the panel. So what will happen is I'll have like a monologue where I'm speaking to you guys. And once I'm done and I'll bring them on the panel with me, I have two brothers in the back backstage and we're basically going to talk about the topic at hand. So first, before I can do that, let me, uh, let me see. All right. Greetings, everybody. As you can see me, I'm ready. I'm relaxed. It's going to be a very, very interesting topic. So uh, I'm sure you're ready. I got all my tools right here on my side, all the books, the information on the subject I had. And hopefully it's going to be a smooth, uh, you know, conversation that we're going to have today. And uh, yes. I'm going to be doing a lot of reading today, so I haven't done a live stream in a while. So for those of you coming back, welcome and let's get get it started. So let me put back the thumbnail. Let's see. Let me put the thumbnail. All right. Let me see. So I have two thumbnails. I have this one. The title of uh, today's topic, right? is was G, uh, was joseph a stepdad of jesus that is the question of today now uh it's a very um what should i say a very controversial topic right concerning jesus and mary and joseph and the main reason why i picked up this topic i mean look at the season we are on next weekend is going to be what christmas the most celebrated holiday in the world, right? Every religious people celebrate that holiday. Even quote-unquote people who call themselves atheists all participate in quote-unquote religious holiday. So the question I had was Joseph a stepdad of Jesus. And I am your host. Now you can see me. So let me give you guys a, a premise to why I framed that question this way. For those of you who are English speakers, you know what the word stepdad means. Is a father stepping up to someone else's child. That's why he has the word step. So it's basically someone, a man, who decides to adopt another man's son as his own to be part of his family. But he's not biologically related to him. So that's why I framed that question. Now, concerning this subject will touch on the religion of Christianity. For thousands of years, those who participate in the religion of Christianity, whether you're Catholic, Protestant, Baptist, non-denominational, I'll say 99% of them believe that Joseph was not the biological father of the, uh, the person called Jesus Christ, that uh, he was just someone who stepped in and that Jesus is the son of God through Mary. 
Now, some people say, oh, okay, that's what people believe. But let us see what the scripture says, right? Because the argument is, oh, the Bible tells us it is so, right? But then when someone begins to read and sees what it say in the scriptures, you'll be like, wait a minute. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like what the Bible say. And that's where we, we have what, what they call doctrine, you know, church drug doctrines. So depending on where you fall into, most of the time people who claim to be Christians will believe that Joseph was never the father of Christ biologically. Now, that's that's how I'm basically getting guys ready. For those of you coming in, welcome to the show. Now, let's get into it. If we go back all the way to the book of Genesis, from the moment the Most High, the Creator, made mankind, male and female, created them, right, in Genesis 1. He gave them a commandment. He said, multiply and replenish the earth. Because the species called mankind was particular, right? You have multiple kind of species, right? You have the, the species of what? Horses. You have a species of uh, cats, like lions, leopards. You have a species for uh, animals like uh, goats, sheep, um, different, basically different uh was it all what they call genome? Different type of species that exist on this earth when it comes to fowls of the air, birds, right? Eagle, uh, hawk, um, was it scarecrow? Uh, like, uh, was it all different species have their own family within their own family? Now, when it came to what we call mankind, in order for them to multiply, it has to be among themselves. So, in order for a man to bring another man or another woman, he needs a woman, meaning the two come together, something happens, the seed is put in a womb, and what comes forth? A child. Right? And you notice there's a pattern in the Bible that says, so and so begot this, so and so begot this, so and so begot this. Right? A genealogy. Keyword gene. <laughs> so, this concept of Joseph not being the father of Jesus comes from the confusion of the epistle of the book of Matthew, chapter 1. Almost every person that I have a conversation when it comes to this topic, right, they come. Oh, let's go to Matthew 1. 1 1. Okay, 1 1. Let's jump down to 18. You'll be like, oh, hold, hold on a minute. Hold on. You know, let's let's not rush. Let's go step by step, right? You know, here a little, there a little. <laughs> line upon line. Okay. We start with Matthew 1, verse 1. Okay, we read it. Why do you want me to jump all the way to 18? Why you don't want to go to verse 2, verse 3, verse 4? Why? <laughs> because there's in everything there's a pattern, right? Why do almost every Christian has that um I'll say that frame or strategy when it comes to this particular topic where 
they will do the same exact thing, regardless of whether the Baptist, Catholic, Jehovah Witness, it doesn't matter. They will use the same strategy. What about, oh, you want me to convince you that, okay, Matthew 1, 1, oh, okay, let's jump down to verse 18. Why? Because there's a little blurring of the line so that that's how they get you. <laughs> but before we go on a tangent and go left, right, let us use common sense and logic. Right? Let's make it simple. For those of you watching me right now and listening, how are babies born? Where do babies come from? How does it happen? I don't have to say, you looking at me right now, you know, right? Right? Huh? <laughs> come on. Don't tell me you don't know. Don't tell me you ignorant like a child. Mommy, mommy, where do babies come from? Uh, You know, they just came out, out of nowhere. You know, like, I mean, imagine if for those of you who are parents, you know that moment in time where you had to let you children know where babies come from, right? Sooner or later, they came to be like, mommy, mommy, where do babies come from? What did you say? <laughs> but for those of us who are adults, we know. We know. So, if we know, and someone comes and tell you, right? Uh oh, some lady out there, she got a baby. But she didn't have sex with a man. Huh? What? What would you think? Somebody that you know who's a female comes to you and say, you know, I got pregnant. Uh, I didn't, you know, I've never had any relationship with a man, but I got pregnant. No going to the hospital and having a doctor inseminate. No, nothing. Basically, just out of nowhere, I guess someone blew in their ears and poof, she's pregnant. With, with a child and she gives birth and everybody says, who's the father? He says, oh, God is the father. <laughs> what would you call that person? <laughs> so I'm giving you these premises to basically prepare your mind on what we're going to talk today. So I, in the back chat, I have two guests that I've brought in, that we're going to have a conversation about this, this uh, topic. Now, the reason why I have my camera on, because I wanted to share a screen, certain verses and stuff like that. But what I'll do is I have some books with me. And what I'll do is I'll present to you what it is and where I'm getting my information from. So let me see. All right. Let me put my mic down and bring a book. Hopefully you guys can hear me, but it doesn't sound good. But uh, here's a book. It's called A Translation of the Four Gospels from the Syriac of the Sinai. This was a Sinaitic palimpsest, right? Now, this book, it's not the original one because the original was written like a few years ago, right? So this is like a reprint of the original book. So if I show you. How it looks like it doesn't look like a good format like basically it's a screen like a sc screen like they scan the pages and they reprinted it with a bigger size so 
basically the story about this translation is this was the book that people quote unquote from the middle east right what they call the middle east they were reading this in the fourth century to be exact let me see like the preface basically gives you uh like the history about how they discovered this translation the year stuff like that like a, a little background story but like i said i don't want to make this stream more like a class right but what i'll do is let us read from the king james bible right what well, the on the version of the bible that everybody has on uh the birth of christ because i gave you matthew 1 1 right so most christians they uh you know i don't want to go to the more spiritual aspect like going into the epistles of paul because a lot of people read paul they don't understand he was a genius he was a very study man so many of the language a common person will not understand so it's like if you don't have the foundation on basic milk of the scriptures going to paul you're just going to destroy yourself you won't even understand why he's saying things which it's like me trying to read a book of a, a, a sage who's using like a terminologies and understanding that if you don't know the concept of those words and the context of his letter, you'll be lost. You'll be like, oh, okay, you're reading it from what you It's like, no, 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 nobody. I'm talking about something way bigger than what you think of. So I don't, don't want to go too far to the uh, letters of Paul. I want to stay more you know gospels and the old testament if possible but since this topic usually starts in the book of matthew yeah so i'm gonna go there in the book of matthew we're gonna go step by step not no rush in the book of matthew when you start in verse one i'm gonna read it right i have the app right here on my phone so right here i'm reading it kgv 1611 version it says Verse 1 of the book of Matthew. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. <laughs> you see how simple the English language is? It says, the book of the generations. <laughs> You hearing that? Generations. Hmm. In a world of understanding, we we'll just close the book and be oh, it's over. It's right there. It tells you. <laughs> it says, Jesus Christ, who? That's 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 wait, wait. The generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David. The son of Abraham. That's what he says, right? But notice verse 2, how it begins to basically relate to the first verse. It says what? Because it says, son of Abraham, son of David. Look, look how amazing it is. Verse 2. Abraham begat who? Isaac. What does it mean to beget? Hmm? 
Now, let me show in the Strong's, right? The word for generation. Because, uh, uh, was it? The majority for those of you who understand languages, the New Testament was, you know, that most people read today was translated from the Greek version. So when you look at the word generation in the Greek, it says Genesis. You know, like the book of Genesis. It says, it's a, uh, was it? It's a feminine word, which means source, origin, a book of one's lineage in which his ancestry or progeny are enumerated. Second definition, used of birth, nativity, of that which follows origin, existence, life. And then he breaks down, he says, figuratively nature, generation, not nature, not natural or not natural, right? <laughs> and the word for the, basically what we see Genesis, right? The word genie or gene that we use in English, it says the meaning fathered birth nativity the second definition of that word gene right that which has been begotten comma man of the same stock a family ah <laughs> uh. Third definition, the whole multitude of men living at the same time, an age, time, season. Right. And it breaks down, it says age, generation, nation, time. But in this context, uh, the word generation means what? Your source, your origin, right? Following what? Your lineage. The blood line. So, like I say, in a word of understanding, once reading verse one, and it's like it's simple, right? But why? When it comes to this topic, they go for verse one and then boom, skip verse two, where it says Abraham he got uh, begot Isaac, boom, all the way down to 18. Now, let's follow that pattern. Let's skip everything, right? Even though verse two says. Abraham uh, begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, right? Begat, 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 right? In that word, begat, what does it say? Genial. Of man who fathered children, to be born, to be begotten. Of woman giving birth to children, right? <laughs> so, now skipping down, like, ah, oh, this verse is, eh? right? Now, when you follow the genealogy, right, for those of you listening who are not familiar with the Bible, it goes from father begot son, father begot son, father begot son. So it's giving you a tree, family tree, going down, going down, so-and-so with this person, had so-and-so, you know, and you read down, 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 right? 
One, two, three, four. And then you get down to verse 16. This is where the blurring of the line begins. And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, because it's giving a description because there's a many, many Joseph when you read it. So he says, and Joseph begat, uh, was it? And Jacob begat Joseph, this husband of Mary, of whom was born Christ, who is called Christ. Right? And then verse 17 again. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. Right? Listen. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 rich generations. I mean, how much clearer can you get <laughs> of the family tree of quote-unquote Jesus? Now, verse 18. Oh, here we are. This is where everybody comes to after skipping everything. The big guy, big guy, big guy, big guy. It gets confusing, right? It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband. Like I say, pay attention to the words. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he taught on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Now listen, he's dreaming right now. We all dream, right? Right? Okay. Saying, Joseph, thou son of David. <laughs> Wait, this angel is supposed to come from heaven, right? You know, he's a messenger of God who knows everything, right? Listen to what the word is saying. Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. Wife. It doesn't say girlfriend. It doesn't say fiance. It says wife. For the angel to call Mary Joseph's wife, that means Mary and Joseph were what? Married already. <laughs> How can you divorce someone you're not married? The idea of a divorce is rupturing or cutting off marriage, right? So if you're not married to someone and you're like, okay, I don't like you anymore. Why do you need to divorce? Unless you are what? Tied together to what? Marriage. Isn't it? Let's continue. <laughs> It says, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. See, there's a lot, like I said, when you're listening to certain words, you start to notice why there's, quote unquote, this, why this doctrine has survived this long, right? Why this debate exists. Now, listen to what it says. It says, for that which is conceived in her, let me ask you, ladies and gentlemen, how is a baby conceived? How a baby is con conceived? Come on, tell me. Anybody? Let me look in the chat. 
All right. How are babies conceived? Let's use common sense. How are babies conceived? Okay. Now, let's continue. We're going to go slow. There's no rush. And she shall bring forth a son, and that shall call his name Jesus. But we know that's not his name. Right? Because there was no, like I say, we see Jesus in our mother time, but he didn't exist in the 1611. <laughs> For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, "This Now remember, the angel is speaking to Joseph in a dream. It's like you're sleeping, you're having dreams. We're all dreams, right? And in a dream, someone comes to you and he's telling you, he's like, oh, you know, I know you think about divorcing your wife, but don't do it, right? She's pregnant. Remember that child, it's God's will that she's pregnant. So, you know, do this and this, right? This is all, remember, this is all in a dream. You know, we, we need to think here, right? It says, behold, a virgin. Oh, virgin. Santa Maria, virgin, right? This is a, the words that get caught people in the web. Oh, virgin, right? What is a virgin? Do you even know? <laughs> Behold, a virgin shall be with child. And for those of you who know, when you look in Hebrew, a virgin just means a young woman of marriage or age, whether she had sex or not. So a young girl, a maiden, who's like starting her menstrual, right? She's a maiden, young woman. Right, if she's twenty and she hasn't had any children, or she had children, isn't she a young woman? Now I don't know about a woman who's never dealt with a man like none. She's like fifty years old. I don't think we're gonna call her a virgin, will we? Right? Because according to the definition, Alma means a young woman. Is a fifty-year-old woman a young woman? So if she's not a young woman, is she a virgin because she never had sex? Like I say, words, you know, words are powerful. It says, you know, they're quoting Isaiah, and they shall call, call him his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Now, verse 24, it says, Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, oh, you're waking up from your sleep. Oh, I had a wild great dream, yeah? right? It says, after being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him who? Wait, hold on, wait. Do I need glasses? And took unto him, what? His wife. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm just opening your eyes to actually read not by what you open your eyes and read and understand what you're reading anybody can read but do you understand what you're reading right and verse 25 listen and i'm gonna show you this book that i have with me what the people back in the four, fourth century right a few hundred uh, a few hundred years after quote-unquote jesus christ was gone the people back then speaking that old language what in the the book book, book of uh, gospels that they had available in their time, what they were reading, right? In places like Antioch, Damascus, and all other places, right? Let's read. I'll show you what they were reading in their time 
over what? If for like over six, what was it? 1600 years ago, right? Verse 25 says, and like I always say, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn and he called his name Jesus. Now people will say, well, when he says, and knew her not till, and that's what I say when it comes to deception. They say, oh, okay. Verse 25 saying, Jesus, I mean, uh, Joseph could now quote unquote, come in into Mary again until she had a child because she was pregnant. So, you know, because she has a holy baby, she couldn't, you know, you can't deal, right? Not understanding the law. That's why a lot of Christians don't read the Old Testament. You gotta read the Old Testament. You, you have to understand the culture. You can't read the Bible with your Western understanding, your Western culture. You can't fit it. It's like trying to fit a square into a hole. You can't. <laughs> it's got to be the round hole, you know. You know, for those who know children's game, triangle, square, octagon. Yeah. You have to understand the culture. Why was it written like this, right? But I'll show you something, right, from this book. Now I'm going to put the King James version down and I'm going to go to the translation of the Syriac, which is like older than the uh, King James. I'm going to go in the same Matthew 1, their version, and I'm going to read it. And I can show you so you can see. You see the high, like the highlighted area. Basically, whenever I was reading it, I was highlighting points where if I get to show you one day. So now in the original version, version, it says the same thing. The book of the generation of Jesus, the Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And he goes down, be God, be God, be God. And uh, let's see. In verse 16. Right, and people will be like, "Wait, why is it different?" It says, "Nathan begot Jacob, Jacob begot Joseph, Joseph, comma, right? Listen to this, Joseph, comma, to whom was betrothed Mary the Virgin, begot Jesus." How wonderful it is now for those of you who understand english or language you know we, we all took english class right now when you read this verse it says joseph comma to whom was betrothed married the virgin comma begat jesus who is called to christ you want to know one thing you can do in this sentence come on guys you know i can literally just remove where it says what comma right to whom? Because it's the parenthesis is describing this Joseph that we're reading about, right? That's why we're in, in, in the comma. So you could literally just skip the whole thing, like erase it. You don't even need to add it, right? You can literally remove it, right? You could say, Joseph begat Jesus, who is called Christ. Now, listen to this. When he says, Nathan begat Jacob, Jacob begat Joseph, and Joseph begat Jesus, Please tell me, who's the father of Jesus? <laughs> this is what the disciples were reading back in the day. Huh? 
Now, let me go. And this, I'm reading the second page. Now, in the King James Bible that we have available, it shows you that Matthew chapter 1 goes all the way to verse 25, right? Where it says Joseph woke up from sleep, right? And I'm about to read you and show you what is what was available in their time and to show you what was added. Hmm? Okay. Now watch this. It says in verse 25, when Joseph arose from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took who? His wife. Oh, the angel. He knew. And she, listen to this. And she bore to him. She bore to who? To him. Representing who? Joseph. A son. God, <laughs> let me read it again slowly. And she, Mary, bore to him, Joseph, a son. And he, Joseph, called his name who? Jesus. Now watch this. Verse 25, it doesn't exist. Who's the liar now? Fourth century church, the book of Gospels. This part of the book of Matthew, it's literally complete because usually when you read like book that were translated or discovered, it will tell you, okay, this place is missing, this this place is missing certain sentences or words. But when it comes to Matthew 1, verse 25, even though they put it there, it's telling you it doesn't exist. Because if it did and it's missing, they'll say, well, we don't have it. So here comes the question. Why was this verse added about, oh, he didn't go unto her until she bore him a son? Who did it? If the old school you know, people talk about, oh, the, 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 word, the language of Jesus, you know, the original people, they were not reading that verse ever. But you in the 21st century, you're reading that verse. And then verse chapter 2, it goes on, it says, when Jesus was born. So it goes on. Now, this is from what? A translation of the four Gospels. You can buy this on Amazon. Now, I could go on for uh, this topic. There's so much book. Now, even though I was reading from the King James Bible, right? The 1611. Showing you that a verse chapter a verse 25 was added. I'm about to pull the quarter century King James Bible. It's very big, right? 1611. Refurbished, basically, they made a copy of the ancient one, made it smaller. And I will show you what the scholars of the Bible who compiled this book in the preface, in the book of genealogy, or the page of genealogy, where they put it in a picture. I'm going to show you the bloodline that they show you. They knew. Book of Matthew. 
This is how it looked like, right? So I'm showing you the book of Matthew is what it had. And when you look at the word Jesus, it didn't exist. It was Jesus. So that's another thing. But I'm going to go to the front page. The book of genealogies. This is the book, uh, genealogies of the Holy Scriptures. So I'm showing pictures to show you that I'm not putting anything out of my butt. So you can see, this is where I'll be getting my information from. And when I flip over to, and here's another interesting book, uh, me interesting page. It shows you the uh, Genesis 36, the bloodline of Esau. And if you look at something very interesting in the bloodline of Esau, Esau is the ancestor of the Idumeans, and who who does he? Antipor, the father of Herod the Great. Oh my God, interesting, isn't it? Hmm? And Amalek also is part of, yeah. <laughs> but that will be for another day. Let me go to the bloodline of Christ. Because the, the chart, when you read it, it shows you all the 12 tribes and certain people, like certain tribes, characters in the Bible, like Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And now, let me show you the bloodline of Christ. Which is very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Now, in the family tree, when you look at it, it gives you both sides. Now, like I always say, so, some people have certain information and some people don't. Uh, how should I break down? Depending on the time and season, certain information are available. Like I was saying, that verse 25 didn't exist, right? But even so, there's always a pattern on things, things that precede and things that come after. Now, at that time, when the, the King James book was written, they had the genealogy based on the scriptures saying, okay, this is what we got from Matthew and Luke. And like I said, there are many information that could go to. But I wanted to make it more simpler, but my guest today, that I have in the lecture, I'll basically give them to the floor and basically bring in their argument. But I wanted to give like a let me bring my camera, bring like a monologue in a sense that I wanted to show you what I understand and the information that I have. And I'll give them to the floor when they come in and basically just have an interaction. And then, you know, I will allow uh, different people, guests to come in if they have any questions about this topic. So, uh, let me show you. <clears throat> Again. This is what we see. Now, when I read the family tree, right? It says, according to Matthew, and it shows you the bloodline on Joseph's side. 
All right. And it goes down and down and down and down and down and down. And then it says, Nathan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph and Salome. Was let me see. Let me make sure. Was it no? I think uh, Zibidus. That should be yeah, because they're a woman. Yeah. And uh, now. <clears throat> For those of you who read the book of Eusebius, let me show you that the, the scholars of the Bible, they knew. They had the records, the information. In the bottom, let me show you. It says, by law and by nature, it says, Joseph shows a handshake, union with Mary, and from that bloodline lineage came our Christ, what the word called Jesus. Now, like I always say, <clears throat> on the side of Luke, their understanding is they're saying that Mary is the daughter of uh, who? Eli, but when you read the book of Eusebius, he breaks it down. He says, Matthew is breaking the, a, 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 a bloodline in, in, in the side of what? The law. Because Eli was the stepbrother of Jacob. If you read in the law, there is a law about uh, death in the family. So, if a brother dies without having a son, his widow must marry someone within the family or stays a widow. So the per next person who will take him on the widow as his wife will be who? The brother. And when he marries her, the firstborn from that union with the brother who's alive, the firstborn will take on the deceased's name, family name. But then the child that will follow will take on the brother, the, who is basically his father. So uh, for those of you who have a Western mansion, imagine you, your wife, right? You have a wife, you die, you have a younger brother. You don't have a child. So your wife cannot marry anyone else. She has to marry somebody or choose to be a widow. If she chooses to marry again, then your younger brother who's alive must marry her. Even if I really has a, a wife, he must take her as one of his wife to basically continue, quote unquote, his brother's bloodline. But biologically, even though they were brothers, that seed comes from that the tree is the brother. So your brother, he's going to impregnate your, your woman that you left after you're gone. The firstborn, if it's a son, that child will take on the deceased name, meaning after you're dead, the firstborn that your brother has with your wife will take on your name. But the one, the other son that follows will not take your name. Now he'll be legally your brother's son. But the first one legally will not. 
but biologically he will still be your son so the book of Eusebius, i have it here you can you can buy it and i have a page uh saved where Eusebius, with the records they had the information about the bloodline he gives you a image here they give you like a like a was an image speaks let me see if i can get it. so he's showing you that the bloodline of the children of david they were living in proximity whether solomon or nathan because that's what the book of luke tells you that's another thing but I've been speaking on for almost 45 minutes, which is a long time. Like I tell you, when it comes to this topic, you'll be like, oh, I'll speak for like a few minutes, maybe 20 minutes. It's impossible. There's too much to say, but I don't want to keep my host waiting because each one of us, we may have something to do, but they chose to join me today. So I don't want to leave them hanging. And, you know, they're my guests. So I'm going to open the floor for one of them, the brother I'm about to bring into. And basically, I'll open the floor. And based on what I've, I've spoken, or if he has a, he can give us or shed a new light and he's welcome to do so. So what I'll do is I'll give him the floor and basically answer the question, was Jesus Christ the stepson of Joseph? And basically he can tell us what he has. And once he's done, I'll bring in also, we have another brother named Yosef and he's gonna give his point of view. And after that, we'll have like a three panel and have a conversation and then Later on, if we want to have guests, people who are watching, they want to join us, they're welcome to. But like I say, I wanted to have this conversation. So here we go. One second. Let me see. Let me bring brother Daniel to the panel. Welcome, bro. How you doing? Hi, shalom. Shalom alechem. Peace, peace. Thank you for having me. And yes, my sir. teacher, Yosef. Um, yes. If you don't mind... I would like to give my turn to my teacher, Yosef. Okay, that's fine. So he can go one first. Second. Okay. Let me see one second. Yeah. All right, brother Yosef, how you doing? Pleasure. How you doing? <laughs> You're live. <laughs> Let's see. All right, brother Yosef, how you doing? Pleasure. I'm doing well. Can you hear me okay? I'm not sure how my yeah. connection is doing. It was stabilizing earlier. I think I, I can hear you. Are you playing uh, YouTube in the background? Because I can hear your feedback. All right. I know, I know the screen, uh, your screen uh, is like, so I'm assuming you're probably trying to find a a safe place to listen. That's fine. Well, I'm actually um the camera is on, but for some reason it's uh that, that's fine. Yet. Okay. That's fine. I mean you you're welcome. I mean the floor is yours. Uh the question was Je was Joseph a stepfather of Jesus? And you have the floor. Perfect. Well, was Jesus the stepfather was Joseph the stepfather of Jesus? The Bible is pretty clear on these things since um, the Bible speaks for itself the whole way through from Genesis to Revelation and all the words are confirmed by itself. And so it just needs those who are blessed with the word to bring it out properly. And so that, that answer is a big no and it's a, a resounding no. 
Um, and so I'd like to show a couple places. Yeah, go that, ahead. Um, uh, shows us. I mean, yeah. uh, if you're going to show anything, just let me know. That way I can put it on the screen. But if not, that's fine. Perfect. Yeah, I'd like to pull out something out of the Luke chapter one account because we know in Luke one, okay. this is this is when Mary, before she was pregnant. And so I'd like to uh, look at two verses or a couple of verses out of here to show um, some context there. I'll go ahead and pull that up too as well. So I'd like to read from uh, uh, verse 21 to show how Elizabeth also was had conceived a child the same way that Mary did, the scripture says. And so if there was a virgin birth by Mary, the scripture is saying that Elizabeth conceived the same way. So let's take a look at this for a second. It says, and the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. Verse 22, and when he came out, he could not speak unto them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. So now Zechariah's home with his wife. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. Now, this, this word conceived is a big deal because there's only one way to do it. We'll look at those things too in Genesis and hid herself for five months, saying, Thus has the mas master dealt with me, and in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. So now she's pregnant, although her whole life she was barren, kind of like Sarah. And so now I'm going to go on down to um, verse, verse, let's read 35. And 36, the 36 is the key point where you're going to see where uh, Elizabeth also, in the same way, as it claims that Mary conceived. So it says, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the, mo of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also, that the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now we hear in verse 36, it says, And behold, like look unto thy cousin Elizabeth. She has also, that word also means ex exactly like, also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her. Right? So she also has a son of God. Remember John? John wasn't virgin born. Right, there's no mention of Elizabeth. Actually, it showed Elizabeth, uh, her husband went home and after some time conceived with his wife. Right, where no other time before that she could because she was barren. And so, the same miracle, which is the act of conceiving, was performed on uh, Mary. The miracle is that the spirit hovers over the chosen when they're born. That's that's the miracle. If the Most High has chosen you, like the way he chose Isaac before he was born, and he spoke of Isaac to Abraham, that word, that's the promise. That's when it happened. You can't change or stop that. And so just in this right here, it shows a little detail how 
Elizabeth had to be virgin born too, if that's the case, but that's never the case. Now we're going to go look at the word conceit because this is where it all started off at verse 20 or 31. It says, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. So this conceiving in the womb and bringing forth thing, that's not nothing new. That's, that was the first thing that started from the very beginning in Genesis when Adam and Eve was told this. We'll go quickly to Genesis chapter 1, to Genesis chapter 1 and at verse 26. And we can see at verse 27, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created he him. Male and female created he them. And he blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. So that being fruitful is a blessing. It's actually in a Deuteronomy 28 blessings. The third blessing to a righteous man is blessed is the fruit of his body. But how does a man get a fruit of his body out to be out in front of him where he could see somebody? Well, this is where his partner comes in. She's very important for this. We're going to look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 or 18. Well, actually 15. <clears throat> It says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. So her seed is the righteous that come through her and the devil's seed are the unrighteous who the Most High didn't plant that still come through her. Just like Cain did, like Esau did, right? They come through the same womb, to the same seed, but the choice is where the, where the difference is. So verse 16, here's the key of where conception is. Because women have to conceive. It's for a reason. To bring forth. Unto the woman, he said, I greatly multiply thy sorrows and, and thy conception. Conception means to receive something. Adam's seed. That's how it's called her seed. She don't have a seed in her unless Adam puts it there. All right. And, sorrow, and so the conception and in sorrow thou shalt bring forth. That bringing forth, that's that's the thing that Adam has to first conceive a seed and she brings it forth. And so now we go to verse 20 and it says, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. All women are the mother of, of, of somebody else when they conceive a seed. This would make Adam a liar and a most high liar to say there is such a thing of a virgin birth, right? Now Adam's a liar because there comes a woman on earth who don't need a seed in her. What the heck? Mm -mm. That that never. Um, there was no virgin birth in the first age, all the way up to the flood, right? We even the angels came and got them some, and had giants, and they still do. So the Most High never changed his way of conception, and so now we'll go to we'll go to G Genesis four. And we'll see how Adam knew his wife and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the most high. And she again bare his brother Abel. All right. Genesis chapter five. And that verse three says, and Adam lived 130 years 
No, actually, let's go back to verse 1 and 1 to 3. This is the book of genealogy of Adam in the day God created man in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day they were created. Reason why Joseph and Mary are called Joseph because Joseph and Mary cleaved together and became one. And then this is what happens to them after they have a son. It says, and Adam lived 130 30 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image. And so when a man has a son, first he has to put a seed through a woman. She brings it forth and, and bears it for him. And now he has his image and likeness. That kid has his surname. The father surnames a wife and a child because they're both his. And so therefore, remember Jesus was called son of man. That man is Adam. Son means descendant, came out of him. <laughs> yep. So Jesus is also called son of man. That's funny. And then also he's called son of David, like his father is. Why is his father called son of David? Well, because we have a house that started off at the top with David. Came out in his image and likeness, and all the sons, sons, same image and likeness of the house of David. And so Jesus can't even be of the house of David or called a son of man unless he came through sperm, unless he came through the pleasure of sex, like scripture says. And so now um, we go to Genesis, 5, uh, Genesis 6, and I'm going to show you how the angels came down and got them some too and conceived and bare. Women bear, women are the mothers of angels. I mean, are the mothers of demons and giants. Those demon spirits are the ones inside the giants, but they angels still have to come down, turn themselves to men and take a woman and lay down with her, conceive with her and she bring it forth. That's why Paul says, every woman needs authority on their head because of the angels even. Now, if angels could come down and have sex with a woman and bring children, why couldn't Joseph? He was called righteous. And the blessing of a righteous man is blesses the fruit of his body and he has to lay down with a woman. The big stumbling block for a lot of people is not only that they twist that all the scripture, but here's another one is that they don't know what the born in, born of the spirit means. They think to be born of the spirit. It has to do without a man because they say sex is bad. And that's not what the most I said. He said it's good. He blessed them and told them to be fruitful and multiply. And so that whole seed thing, it being bad, that's a, that's a bad doctrine. That's what that is. And so I'm going to go ahead and um, not take too long on that point. There's plenty, there's uh, much to say about all kinds of stuff as far as breaking down all the scripture in Luke and Matthew 1, letting other in scripture, interpret all of that from the law and the prophets to show you what was really the true understanding. But there's so uh, so much reason that uh, Joseph is the father versus him not being the father. And with that, I'll go ahead and land my plane and pass it on to young man Danny Yahoo. Well, if you have any questions. Thank you, sir. Oh, man, we, we're going to have a great conversation. Uh, I really appreciate it that you even went to certain passages. Like, like I say, uh, that's why we need different people. No one knows everything, right? 
uh, like I said, we we humans have are linear, right? So you may have one tunnel, and you're missing some part, and then someone else can come and basically be like, "Hey, look, here's a few spots that you miss. Let's cover it, right?" So I really appreciate those verses that you went to and went even deep detail. Like I say, it's a controversial topic. There's so much to say. The downside is we don't have all the time in the world to do so. So what I'll do is I'll pull you back and then bring in Brother Daniel Yahoo and give his uh, point of view. And then after that, I'll bring all of us three. We're going to have like a small chat. That way it's not just one person speaking. So we can actually have a conversation. And after that, we can open the floor for anyone who has a question or somebody who may have a different perspective. Or maybe it may not be per, uh, the same per se, but they can have their conversation also. So. Uh, let me put you back, Brother Yusuf, and one sec. All right. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. And Brother uh, Danny Yahoo, uh, welcome. Welcome. You're on a panel right now, so uh, everybody can hear. You have to floor. Right. Oh. I'll, I'll repeat the question again. Was Joseph a stepdad of Jesus? And you have to floor. I'll be quiet. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, and just as uh, Yosef uh nicely put it together it's an absolutely no uh joseph cannot be the stepdad of jesus because first of all he is called the father of jesus in the new testament he's never called the stepdad of jesus that's just from that you already know that no he's not a stepdad um <clears throat> people want to make him a stepdad uh, for many different reasons uh, but uh, that's the one thing he is not and everything starts from from genesis um, so the most high has laws in place that he put um, and according to those laws the universe universe uh, um, is been um, going and um, the Most High is not going to make promises and set certain rules in place just so he can break them later for apparently no reason whatsoever. Now, Amos 3.7 says that the Most High does nothing before revealing it to his servants, the prophets. So what does that mean? That means... Everything that's going to happen that the Most High is willing to do in the future, he's going to reveal it to his prophets. And those prophets bring it to the people. And that's how it always was. So if there would be such a miracle as Mary, um, that would, a woman, right, that would bring forth a child without this uh, seed of the father, the husband, then there should be some kind of a mention in the scriptures. Somebody should have said something about it, right? Right. Because it has to be. Well, the problem is, it's not in there. Nowhere. Nowhere. In fact, if we go back to Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 12, it says, the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed, according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed, and in it 
according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. So we see that trees are bearing seed according to their kind. And so do flowers, vegetables, and what else? Animals, fish, birds, and what else? Humans. So the seed is always remaining in its kind. You cannot mix different seeds. And there's actually laws for that for not doing that for different various reasons, but that's more on the agricultural aspect. But you cannot mix a seed and then have a, a different uh, kind from, let's say, you have different oranges and then you have different apples. You can't mix the two seeds and, and get something new, like, a, like an orange uh, apple mix. But today with genetic uh, ma uh, manipulation, they're, they're doing... Uh, some really weird things which are abominable like mixing fish with with different genes from vegetables and so on and so forth but that's beyond the point but that's unnatural that's not how the most high designed our universe that's not part of his creation the the plan is that every uh, every creature every plant every tree is always reproducing according to its kind so the seed has to remain in its kind so why is this important well it's because if you don't have the seed of a man going into the seed of a woman fulfilling the law to the command to be fruitful and multiply which by the way was not only given to to man but also to the animals then you have a breaking of a commandment and then you have something that is completely unnatural not according to the law of the most high um, not only that, but you have a situation where the Most High is actually doing something that he condemned and punished his angels for doing, for mixing their seed against his law with the seed of, of the uh, women on earth and producing giants and men of renown. <clears throat> so... That is obviously impossible. You cannot have God that says that his law doesn't change and he doesn't change, and but then he goes ahead and changes his mind as how to uh, humans should reproduce and how his own command about uh, being fruitful and multiplying should be, and then he does something completely unnatural. And some people say, well, he's the creator. He can do anything. He can make all miracles. Well, it's true that he can make miracles, but the miracles has to be according to his own laws. He cannot break his own laws. That's the one thing the Most High cannot do. He is perfect. He swears by his own name. He cannot go ahead and say one thing and then just turn around and they do something completely out there. So the one place that people try to prove that a virgin shall conceive is like that uh, scripture that you already mentioned earlier is Isaiah 7, 14. And sadly, as so many times we see, people don't even understand what, what is going on there. Isaiah 7, 14 is not uh, that, I'll, I'll let you know, Isaiah 7, 14 is about, uh, it goes, and the virgin shall conceive 
and bring forth a child and we shall call his name Emmanuel, right? Um, so that's a, a verse that people use claiming that you see a virgin shall conceive and because it's mentioned in the New Testament, this is a, a prophecy about Messiah. And the error in this is not only that people don't know how to apply double prophecy, but they think that this verse just stands on its own without any context, without nothing coming before it and nothing coming after it. Well, in fact, um, the whole chapter 7 of Isaiah gives us the context of what's going on from verse 1. Okay, the chapter doesn't start with verse 14. And then it even con and then it doesn't stop there. It continues into chapter 8. So in, sh in, in uh, summary, in kind of in a nutshell, what's happening there is that it's a prophecy given to King Ahaz. And th this prophecy was about uh, King Ahaz defeating the king of Syria, that uh, the king of the northern kingdom uh, made a, um, a covenant with, and they both were fighting the king uh, of the south, the king of Judah. And so Isaiah was bringing a, a message to uh, the king of the south, the king of Judah, and saying, telling him, hey, Emmanuel, what does that mean? That means God is with us. Well, that means that God will be with you, with Judah. He hasn't forsaken us. And then he gives the detail of the, of the message, what's going to happen. And he tells him that Isaiah's second son, yes, Isaiah already had a son before his second son. His first son uh, was named Shar Yeshuv, which you can read in Isaiah 7, verse 3. That means the remnant shall re uh, return. And his second son, who, which wasn't born yet, was a sign of the fulfillment of that prophecy in Isaiah 7, 14. And uh, the second son's name was um, Mahel Sholol Khashbaz. That means to plunder quickly and be basically victorious. And um, that was the prophecy, the, the sign given to King Ahaz that he will overcome, that God hasn't uh, abandoned him, and uh, he will be victorious. And that's what happened. Uh, Damascus was overtaken by the king of Assyria, and the, the fulfillment of this prophecy came true. You can read that in chapter 8 of Isaiah, the next chapter. But sadly, most people, they, they don't like to even listen. Just, just the mere fact alone that Isaiah, Isaiah's wife was not a virgin at, at the time of receiving this prophecy, meaning she already had Shar Yeshu, which is her first son. She was also called the prophetess because of her husband, the prophet, Isaiah. And they ignored that. So if you would like to use that as a double prophecy for a Messiah, then you have to use it the same way. You can't just cherry-pick certain things and apply it the way you want it. So if Isaiah's wife already had a son, well, how is she a virgin? She is not. That's already a problem. But people don't, don't like to uh, see this fact. Um, so this is um, 
one of those verses, it's the only verse, Isaiah 7, 14, that is uh, used by people to try to prove that the Messiah was a virgin born. And it completely falls apart when you uh, put it under some scrutiny and really figure out what's going on there and whether it applies as a double prophecy. Now, as far as why that verse is used in the New Testament, well, it's because it was similar to what happened um, with Isaiah. So uh, a young maiden conceived and brought forth a child. And then the child wasn't named Emmanuel, by the way, in neither cases. Jesus wasn't named Emmanuel. His Hebrew name is Yahusha or Yahushua. Uh, and neither Isaiah's second son was named Emmanuel. His name was Maher Shalal Hashbaz. So why, why is the prophecy says, his name shall be, and you shall call him Emmanuel? Well, that means God is with us. Imanu means with us. El is a short for Elohim. That's God. So that's all it means. It means God is with us. So when Jesus is going to be born, that's all, that simply means that God is with us. The fulfillment of prophecy about the Messiah is coming true. That's what it means. And, uh, and that's it. I think uh, I'll yield the floor now. Thank you. Thank you. And what I can do is I'll bring all three of us. So, you know, you know, at the end of the day, we'll leave it up to the uh, viewers to basically dis decipher and basically reason, right? Because we're just presenting information based on how we understand. But like I say, you say earlier about people not listening and people not uh, taking the time of the day to actually investigate what they've heard. They just took it in. And somehow when someone tried to present certain information, whether you agree or disagree, most of the time people tend to reject it. I mean, we're all guilty of it from time to time. I'll say myself, I'm guilty. So, uh, but at the end of the day, even after rejecting it, 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 you know, it's a duty for anyone who seeks information and knowledge to actually be like, you know what, let me look into what I heard and see if it is so. And, you know, whether I believe it or not, at least I'll know. And I can have an understanding because at the end of the day, uh, what tends to happen is, you know, we people, we like, we, uh, what's the saying? Seeing is believing. So uh, we tend to be like, well, you know what? This could be our theories, but, you know, if I don't see it, I won't believe it. But at the same time, we have a brain. We have given knowledge and, and wisdom and, and found mind that anybody can reason into a subject, be like, you know what? This actually makes sense. And this doesn't make sense. So even when it comes to the scripture, the idea of virgin birth and to show you how uh, to, uh, was it to play on words can happen. The word virgin, how it is in scripture has nothing to do how we see in America. Nothing. <laughs> Keyword that we like, oh, virgin. Oh, someone who never. Because even if you look at it, right, the word virgin in a modern time, right, because the whole word is Hellenized. When you hear the word virgin, what's the key word? Someone who's never had sex. And that's for both sexes, whether male or female. But the context of that word had nothing to do with man. Had nothing to do with man. That 
you know, there is no word for a man who never has sex. There's no words, but there is a word which means young woman, right? So it's, <laughs> I'll tell you, bro. Uh, once I started investigating, digging deep into the scriptures and start seeing the things, I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. And I started searching, looking for information. You come to read it, I'm like, man, how can this was pushed over for thousands of years as a fact where if you sit and reason as a human being, you know, I'm using that word for the understanding, even though I know it's, you know, quote unquote, not the actual words. Mankind is more accurate. But it's like you see there, be like, wait, I look around, there's no new thing under the sun. It has never happened. So what would this particular special moment, and even the verse you went on look about how uh, Elizabeth conceived was the same. So are we saying, I mean, what is the difference between Jesus and and John the Baptist, if they were born the same way, why why are we exalting Jesus and not John the Baptist if they were born the same? And not only in fact, watch this. Here's another detail for both of you. Maybe you never look at it that way. Who got baptized and who received the Spirit, the Holy Spirit later, John or Jesus? Well, Jesus got baptized by John, and Jesus received the ghost later. Because John is the one who was sent by the Most High as a messenger to witness, to witness the light that all men might believe through him. So even Jesus had to hear that message from the messenger that was sent. Hallelujah. Hmm. And uh, what did it say? It said, John the Baptist had what the Holy Spirit from where? From the womb. Get it? Like, it, And it's like, you well, wait a minute. Jumped a bit like it be, it's like wait before the bones and everything the bible is saying he already received this the spirit in his conception like how is that even possible you know let me see if i can remove that that way so all three of us are here let me change some things uh let me change the background so i can put like a picture uh see i think that's we'll do yeah, so this subject is very controversial. Almost every Christian that I've had conversation, even people that that I know with family and whatever, everybody believes the same thing. But the Bible tells you, it says, you know, why is the gate that lead to what? Perdition. So if everybody's, be, you'd be like, no, there's something there, you know? And the Bible is clear. Every berry that, that's born in this earth is born from father and mother. Anything outside of that, you know, it's 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 outside of what was set up. And the most side does, does not change. So my logic, I used to say, I'm like, okay, the most side from the beginning, he gave that power to Adam to conceive. And when it comes to Joseph, God is like, you know what? Joseph, move out of the way. Let me get down to business. Right. And I'm going to make you, you know, I, I make that as a joke, you know, even if it's a serious topic, but I put it this way. It's like God taking another man's wife, dealing with her and pregnant her and then come back and tell the husband, be like, you know what? That baby there is mine. I took her from you, it's put my seed in her, and now you're going to raise that son as your own because I'm God. 
doesn't that sound like blasphemy? A teaching of blasphemy? Hey, it's worse than that, actually. Because once you come to some more wisdom and understanding, it's more than the father taking another man's wife. It's actually his wife taking another woman. <laughs> Worst. Ah, uh, I see. I see. <laughs> I see. Yeah, because of the you know wisdom. Yeah, Be I understand perfectly. Because the ruach hakadosh, my mommy, it's a female. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> Like I said, it's a very, very controversial. Remember Adam said, for this cause, a man will leave his mother and father. Mm -hmm. And be attached to his wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you bored out a little bit. Yeah, uh, he left the same Pardon mommy me. and daddy that, that Jesus had. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. But... uh. You know, it's interesting how I met uh, brother Danny Yahoo. He was on, uh, was it one of my friends' uh, list pay, uh, page, and I think it was just a conversation about the Bible and all that stuff. So, you know, like I say, sometimes when you're having conversation with people in writings, you can you can hear or understand the tone. So I would say texting and words in writing when uh, or not having a conversation, hearing the sound of someone's voice, the articulation. Sometimes the meaning of words may lose, or you, because you, you know you can't read expression, even though they tell you, "Oh, all capital is yelling," but the person may not be yelling, but it's just how he writes, so it may sound like someone is yelling. But I would say having a conversation with someone, you can be like, "Oh, okay, why you type is actually oh," because now you can hear the tone of someone's voice. Like we know what's the tone of angry, we know the tone of happiness, we know the tone of fear like someone who's scared you know we know all that so it's like having a conversation and hearing to sound is usually the best thing that's why it doesn't matter how far we advance in technology the old way is always gonna be the best mouth to mouth word of mouth hearing to sound your five senses will always win texting you know, writing words. <laughs> yes go ahead the scripture says faith comes through listening, not reading. You see, I'm always going into this. Like right now, I have a guy in the background trying to have me type him all the scriptures to mm -hmm. try to prove him wrong. I said, no, you need to get on a phone call with me because faith comes in through listening, not typing. Or else you would have been perfected from all that reading you did. Mm -hmm. It didn't help out much. You should have been a teacher at this. But now you need a teacher, don't you? So you need to listen. Your two ears to be paying something called attention, ain't that right? Yep. And uh, was it the greatest teachers are the best students? You know, there's much you can learn. And even if you look at it, right, in order for you to remember something, you gotta hear it over and over and over. It gets boring. But then you sit back and you recall something. You know what you're gonna remember? It's going to be the words. It's going to be what? The sound of those words. You know, that's how we remember verses. Think about this. Even when I read a book or anything, when you read in your mind, what's going on? What, what do you hear? See the words? What do you hear? <laughs> so at the end of the day, even in your mind, if your mouth is not moving, you can hear yourself read. So the question is, 
who is that person reading in your mind? Is it you? Because your mouth is not moving. But you can read here how powerful the mind is. Like this existence. It's amazing. Let's see. Oh, let me see. Okay. I just got a, a notification. I guess my battery uh, plug-in got loose. So it's saying, hey, your battery is loose to ship back in. <laughs> or I'll be here live streaming and then boom, I disappear. You guys are left uh, on the panel. So uh, like I say, there's so much we could talk about. Oh, uh, let me show you what I have available. Maybe I don't know if you guys had a, uh, have had a chance to read this. Controversial book, but uh, like I say, symbolism, you know how YouTube can be uh, if you don't know. Certain subjects, certain things, YouTube, like censorship, how should I put this? Censorship on YouTube is on an all-time high. Uh, certain words you can say, uh, my shadow, uh, my, my channel is shadow ban. Shadow ban is a term for uh, if your channel uh, gets striked by YouTube or you're punished so many times. What YouTube will do is they'll create uh, our uh, our what's the word our algorithm where they will never promote your channel and they will never promote your videos. So they call it shadow ban. You're out there in a, in another world where nobody will have access to you unless they literally type in your channel and find your video. But just by the browser to search engine, they'll never find you. I'm about to share a book, but I won't hold it too long because it got the you know, uh, you know, it got a symbol that's been scrutinized through history and on even to the point where if you go on Facebook and let's say you want to look for a meme and you type in the word N-A-Z-I blank, you won't find nothing. You find the name of the, the dictator, you know, the I was it H-I-T-L nothing so they literally trying to block everything about that guy right but i'm about to show you the book it's called the secret history of the jesuits and let me show you the symbol that they're using to represent the jesuit so i'm gonna do it very quick so pay attention and it's that that one you see it you saw it yeah it's called uh it's it's written by edmond paris the secret history of the Jesuit. So for those of you who didn't catch the symbol, I'm not going to share it again because <laughs> YouTube could literally just end this thing <laughs> right now for showing that symbol, even though that symbol is a religious symbol. Understand that. But I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to share it again. Um, this book, I'll recommend every reader regardless if you you're religious or not if you want to know knowledge you understand the things that are happening in this world read this book by edmond paris and it goes in detail about what the jesuit who they are and what they have done and uh i can use a word that people understand the jesuit uh uh are basically the cia of the vatican I'm using a term that people understand. You know, they're like the uh, secret service, the intel of the Vatican. Whenever the Vatican wants to do something, they always send their who? The missionaries, who are quote unquote Jesuits. And this book goes in detail. It talks about uh, 
what we just talked about the uh deception of you know uh it's it's just this book is is fantastic and there is uh a quote that i highlighted in the book let me i'm opening it so you can read it ignacio yola and he tell you oh and here's another thing i, I could mention uh the doctrine of the rapture right uh, if you're christian listening about you know we're going to be taken up to heaven right was was uh formulated by who a two jesuits and it, it has nothing to do with the bible it's a lie so every christian you know they misinterpret paul's writing oh you know we're going to be ascend to heaven where well, it has nothing to do what it, it has not and because the people don't have the the apocrypha or the book reference to a cross reference why uh the scripture in the new testament was quoting certain verses that talk about the return but uh, people fail to realize a vision is not it's a vision it's 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 like the vision of daniel right it says daniel saw out of the uh uh what is it the four beasts right and then john in the new testament saw out of the waters a beast came out while coming off the water now was he really seeing like it's like was that a reality or was it a vision because the angel broke down he says the water represent what the gentile nations out of those nations the beasts represent each empire that are coming out of the water so the angel explained so the dream like people sometimes take dreams literally as if it's uh you know the actual event but it's a dream or a vision <laughs> uh there is a quote on page uh 23 of this book i highlighted where it's it was talking about uh, uh it says here here is what the author says on this subject quote i want to point out the obvious outcome of the practice of mysticism by someone possessing a brilliant intelligence the weak mind indulging in mysticism is on dangerous ground but the intelligent mystic presents a far greater danger as his intellect works in a wider and deeper way when the myth takes over from the reality in an active intelligence it becomes mere fanatisms an affection of the will which suffers well, uh, yeah, suffers from a partial enlargement or distortion and you notice they're talking about the he, he mentioned the word mysticism so uh like again the book it's called the secret history of the jesuits i don't want to share it again because of the symbol but if you want to buy it right you can buy it it looks like this it's a red book it's a very very awesome book and uh also another book if you want to buy about this topic and all the stuff about the christian history here's a book by eusebius basically they're just tools that i have available and anyone who's doing studies when it, when it comes to religion especially christianity can do so but uh on today's topic i really wanted to stick into 
Let me show again. What was it? <laughs> the image. I, I made this uh, image yesterday when I was preparing the teaching. So the answer was Joseph a stepdad of Jesus? No, because he was his father, his biological father. So that's basically it. Uh, to you both brothers, do you guys have anything else to add? Anything? You guys got still got time or? <laughs> to brother uh, Daniel Yahoo and uh, Yusuf. Yeah, 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 we're here. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you, do you guys have anything to add or? No. Any words? <laughs> I figure, you know. I mean, what else can we say? We've said plenty. <laughs> we almost was it an hour well, and a half. I guess we could just go ahead. I guess we could just finish putting. Um, I guess we could put a few nails in it. More. I got. Go I, ahead. I got a lot of nails floor. left. <laughs> go so, ahead. Hit the hammer. Hold on. So, uh, we're gonna hit the hammer. We're gonna go to back to Luke again, and we're gonna show him the. Demonstration of the spirit, because it's set apart spirit teaches like this, comparing spiritual matters with spiritual matters, which is scripture with more scripture. And so all the New Testament does not stand alone, but is upheld by the law and the prophets with witnesses. And so if we can efficiently establish all the words of the New Testament, it's because we haven't been established the Torah and the prophets yet. Therefore, Deuteronomy 27 and 26 says, Curses he who does not establish all the words of his Torah to do them. And all the people shall say, Amen. And so we're going to show them how to establish this stuff. So you're not walking around cursed like Psalms 119 says. He curses the proud rebuke ones who are straying his commands. And we don't want to do that. That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So we're going to. So we're going to look at Luke uh, starting at 31, Luke 1, 31. And he says, and behold, thou shalt conceive in a womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the most high shall give him unto his, unto him the throne of his father, David. All right. So we got a couple of things to establish. Conception, being called the son given the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob. That means the 12 tribes and his kingdom shall be to no end. All these are some things that need to be established. And this is what the angels spoke, Gabriel. Gabriel also spoke to Moses when he gave him the Torah. And so Gabriel always speaks the word because the word goes through all the angels and all those who serve. That's right. So now we're going to go to what prophet spoke these words in a pastime. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 8, perhaps. Let's see where these words, uh, Angel Gabriel got these from. Yeah, you say 2 Samuel? Yep, 2 Samuel chapter... Um, seven, starting at verse eight. And this is going to show Nathan speaking. This is the prophet Nathan speaking to David concerning his son and the house of the genealogy. 
Now, therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus says the Most High of hosts, I took thee from sheep coat, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee wherever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great man, great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people, and will plant them. This is important because, remember, Gabriel just told uh, Mary that her son is going to be ruling over them where they're planted. And, mo and, more, and moreover, neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any longer as before time. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Most High tell thee that he will make thee an house. So now he's being told that he's going to be made a house. You know that Matthew 1? That's what that genealogy is about. Son yeah. of David, son of David, son of David, son of David, son of David. Look at that. Blessed to be fruitful and multiply. And so now, verse 12. And when thy days be filled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, when he's in the graves with Judah, Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham, I will set up thy seed. Where did this seed come from? From after, after thee, which shall proceed. Proceed means to shoot out. Out of thy bowels. Mm. Now, yes. if you're looking at the Hebrew, the Hebrew, all these things, you're going to get your mind blown, like the way he did with you in the Greek. That's what you're going to do. Yep. It's, but it's we don't, we don't even need to go. I say, and keyword bowels is what? If, if there's something to turn parts. Wanna, Yes, testicles. <laughs> <laughs> because sperm comes right. from your testicles. <laughs> that's I mean, right. The Bible and that's is what, very interesting. And so, <laughs> And you know, so cool is that we don't have to take the uh, the language and go to the uh, Greek and Hebrew. Actually, Scripture will literally write, say the things you're, it, it wants to say. So we don't have to, you know, um, as soon as you see it, you got to believe it. Or else you're just an unbeliever. That's all. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish, right, out of his, uh, out of by thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. So now here's where the uh, virgin birth it starts to shaking apart right now because now the angel Gabriel is talking about this son is going to have a kingdom and he shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Many will say this was Solomon, but Solomon didn't last forever. But Solomon is in the genealogy, if you notice. And so now verse 14, I will be his father. This is the part where angel Gabriel said that he shall be a son of God. Correct. I will be his father and he shall be my son. Look at that. And if he commit iniquity, what's iniquity? Oh, you thought it was born perfect? No, he's a human being. He has to be perfected. The duties of all mankind is to repent like Jesus did when he saw John for this. That part, to fulfill all righteousness. No, but, <laughs> Hallelujah. You're, wrong. No, but you're wrong. He he never committed any sin. <laughs> what? But, but, but it says right here, if he committed sin... If he committed iniquity, I would chasten him because a father who loves his son will reprove his son or harshly with a rod. Mm -hmm. That's what a father does. That's right. <laughs> and so if he picks me, he's going to beat me into perfection. Believe me. If he don't pick you, he ain't going to correct you. He's going to let you fill up the measure of your sin. You'll never come to the knowledge of him. If he commit iniquity, I would chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of sons of men. 
but my mercy shall not depart from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from thee, and thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. You see what Gabriel was talking about, guys? Gabriel didn't make stuff up out of the sky. He was sent from the sky to tell them something that was already spoken. According to all these words, this is verse 17. This is the word right here, the word that came into Jesus. He said, don't think I came to do away with it. Don't came to do don't think I came to do away with the teaching of the prophets. You see the with the prophets teaching right here. Don't think he came to do away with it. <laughs> Not at all. He came to make it come true. And so according to all these words, according to all this vision, so Nathan spoke unto David. All right. And so now we know his first son, Solomon, right? Solomon was a son of David who also sat on the throne of the temple, had a stupendous amount of wisdom. Let's go see what he says, because he's a prophet too who left words for you to listen to. Oh, yeah. That Jesus said, Don't think I came to do away with it. We're going to go to Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 7. Yeah, verse I think one. I know where you're going. <laughs> Same spirit. A king is like everyone else. Verse one, like every human being, I am mortal. Now, when you look at John, he warns the people, those who deny Jesus as a human being, other versions say mm. his flesh, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is yep. what the Bible says about those who deny him as a human being or his flesh or anti-Messiah. We're not even supposed to greet one or say shalom to one or else we partake in his wickedness. We got to reprove him for certain for this, right? Because there's a many who call themselves brothers and sisters, but hold on to damnable heresy that we cannot partake with. He says, you must leave them and be ye separate. Come out of them, my people. Partake not of their plagues. Their sins are reached the gates of heaven. And so now, like every human being, I am mortal. I am a descendant of that first man who was made from the soil. So Adam is the first man. Everyone else, like Cain, Abel, and all the rest of us are called son of man. Jesus was called son of man 87 times in the New Testament by himself. Dang, he's disqualified from being God, virgin born, all kinds of stuff. Creator. <laughs> Stop it. And so now, I am a descendant of the first man who made, who was made from soil. I was conceived. Let's see what he says conceiving is. I was conceived from the sperm of a man. I wonder what man he was talking about. David, perhaps? Oh, because he's out of David's house? Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> knock, knock. Can you let me in that door, David? In the pleasure of intercourse. I was conceived from the sperm of man and the pleasure of intercourse. So you mean Nathan was telling David, Most High was saying, David, when you die, I'm going to protect your sperm that come from your inward parts, make you a big old house, a whole bunch of descendants coming out, speaking of your house for a long time away from now. Generations, a generations, a generation, like Matthew 1 was talking about. And it's still not even done. He still didn't came to come back to sit down with his crown. Wait till that goes down. And then you can ask him yourself, were you virgin born? He's going to be like, what? And now, I was conceived from the pleasure of sex and intercourse. For nine months, my flesh took shape in the blood of my mother's womb. Remember, she was found pregnant, born, found pregnant, conceived by, by 
uh, with a child conceived by the Holy Ghost. What's that mean? Ask Abraham. He'll tell you what that means. Abraham was oh. told the same thing that you shall have a son. And Sarah and didn't believe. This? But guess it's a what? great thing you 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 mentioned about Abraham. What uh you know with the whole after uh, the burning of you know Sodom and Gomorrah, what did he say? He says, and it came to times what it was told to them by the angel. What he says, and the Lord what visited her, and she conceived. Does that mean God went into her chamber to get her pregnant? Oh. No. <laughs> Oh, you see, the oh, Bible's clean. Let me see if I can pull it up. Right, right. The same way it talks ahead, about Elizabeth, right, and Zechariah. She conceived the same way, right? The spirit floating over her, and so yeah. If if, if if Sarah was called barren, you know why a woman is called barren? Because a man keeps going in and going in, and nothing comes out, right? Most High said, "You're gonna have a son," and so guess what? He had to keep going, going in, going in, until something came out. <laughs> at that right time when the spirit hovered over it in that right just like the way all of us are born of the spirit born of the light yeah just pull up that verse when it's, i was uh, born Genesis, uh chapter 21st I'll, I'll put it on the screen but you go ahead go ahead you want to um, put it up there and bring it out real quick yeah i got it on the screen uh genesis 24 21st verse 1 he says and the lord visited sarah as he had said and the lord mm. did unto sarah mm. as he had spoken so when he said <laughs> i mean just look mm. at the language he visited her like he promised and the lord did unto sarah as he had spoken and then verse 2 says what when you read it it says for sarah conceive so if someone were to read it with a wait a minute what did God do to Sarah? Conceived. Wow. He, he blessed the fruit of her womb. He says, wisdom is given to the faithful in their mother's womb. Right? Mm -hmm. Those who are born uh, chosen, chosen before the foundation of the earth, when they come in in their generation, the spirit is there. That's mm -hmm. right. It's hovering at conception. That's right. But those who are going to be planted, I mean, plucked up by the roots, who are the tares, the spirit was not there. These are they who are born of the flesh, the usual way, the devil's kids. Remember in Genesis 3, the Most High said this, her seed, how shall be an enmity with his seed. And the scripture also says in Galatians that the children born in the usual way persecuted the children born of the promise as it was then as it is today. That's right, beginning with Abel and Cain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two separate. Cain so was not born of the spirit. Came through the womb. Mm -hmm. Abel was born of the spirit. Came through the womb. They both came through the same womb to the same father. Look at that. Most High has a power of choice over all of that. Key word is just say choice. And the thing is, uh, there you know, an analogy someone used that I listened to. He said, "In your closet, you have many clothes, right? If today you're like, you know, what? I'm gonna wear a purple shirt." Will the yellow shirt say, hey, what about me? Why, why aren't you picking me? Do your shirt uh, uh, tell you whom to pick? Or do you, the owner of the shirt, pick what shirt you're going to wear? He's like, just the same way with the most high. So you can't be like, well, why God? Or is that, well, I'm using the word God, you know, for, you know, you have to understand. Now everybody knows. But uh, it's like, he has a choice. His way, he says what? 
I will I will love who I will love, right? I will pardon who I want to pardon. That's his power. So it's like sometimes when people say, "Well, why God doesn't do this?" What it's like? I'm not God. I can't tell you <laughs> what he wants to do or not. That is his will. I mean, if anything, go to him and complain. But see, people don't want to go to him because they they know they can't stand in his presence. So they they have to go after the spokesman because <laughs> we represent him. <laughs> But the Bible, Man, for the, you said that for right this, there. Yeah. Oh, you got another verse? Oh no, I'm just saying that's a great point. You know, that that thing called grace, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, who can who can who can he gives us a, a verse? That I think I'm, I'm quoting it right now, but it's he says, "Can the clay pot question the maker?" Right? Uh -huh. You have vessels uh -huh. that are been made to be destroyed and vessels meant to be raised from the same clump of clay. But who are they that say, why did you make us? Right? Mm. And so um, this is where grace does. Before creation, he poked, he picked things to come from the light, which was him and his bride, and the rest to come from the other side, eternally separated. That's a right. Hallelujah. So this is where grace is. And it's not for anything that you've done. Right? Mm. Nothing that your mommy has done or your daddy has done but all that the Most High has done from the very beginning. And so this is what um, Romans 11 explains um, here in verse 3. It reads, the Most High, um, what is Elijah preached the Most High against Israel. Verse 3, Most High, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I am the only one left, and they are trying to kill me. What answer did they give? did he give him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not worshipped the false god Baal. It is the same way now. There's a small number of left of those who the Most High has chosen because of his grace. His choice is based on his grace, not on what they have done. For if Most High's choice is based on what people do, then his grace would not be real grace. What then? The people of Israel did not find what they were looking for. It was only a small group that the Most High chose who found it. The rest grew deaf to the Most High's call. As the scripture says, the Most High made their minds and hearts dull. To this very day, they cannot see or hear. And as David says, may they be caught and trapped at the feast. May they fall. May they be punished. May their eyes be blinded so that they cannot see and make them bend under their troubles at all times. And so this is what grace is. Some are never going to get it. You could, If you don't have discernment to to know who they are, you're going to hurt yourself trying to use your wisdom on simple men. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, uh, that's true. Even, uh, yes, the most high chose his, uh, his people to be his own, but even it tells you, he says that how, like if you, uh, let's just take one book, the book of judges, how many times the, the, you know, the children of Israel began to worship the heathen gods. How many times? Oh, over I lost and counts. over and over. <laughs> Till today. Till today. So mm -hmm. it's it's like, yes, we talk about uh, being chosen, right? He says, let them grow together because you can tell when it's when the, the wheat and the tares are growing. You know, you can tell the weed from the good grass, right? But if they grow, when they mature, guess what? You'll be able to tell 
Now you're able to pluck out the, the, the weed. Yeah. Because I've done your work. So you can, like, and weed grow very, very fast. <laughs> For those of you who know your work. So uh, when you, it's like, you're not going to pull the grass, the good grass. No, you're going to pull the weed. Why? Because the weed stands out when it matures. After three or four days, it grows. Like you're, oh, okay, that's the weed. Pluck it up. Easy. But when it, when you cut the grass, you can't tell. Because probably when you were cutting grass, you were cutting also the weed. So you don't know which one is what because they're all leveled. But as they grow, you'll be able to separate. So it's like that. And the separation, it's not our power. It's the power of the most High. Because why? He knows how he does it. But our job is to speak, right? Uh, cry loud and spurring out. And yep. those who are of his sheepfold uh, will hear his voice. And it's... It, I put it, it's like you can't force people to see what you see. Everything is due in time because at one point I I was seeing things one way. And then as I mature, I was like, oh, okay. But you know, I've when come I to find them like child, when I was a child. When I became a man, right. but I were childish things. And everybody has their own time, you know, uh learning. I'll say the only time we stop learning well, from this reality is death. Because all the people we know who die, they're not here with us to see what we're seeing. You know, they're not here to witness what we're witnessing. Why? Because the time was up. But as long as you're alive in this earth, you always have time to learn. You always have time to learn. And that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I uh, really appreciate you guys coming in, joining the panel. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't done live streams in a while. You know, my, I'm always busy, but uh, I appreciate you guys jumping in. This is your first time here. So uh, what did you guys think? You know, no fights, no <laughs> battle of the swords. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out no, the this is perfect. We, we, um, you know, hey, when you when I was, uh, was first invited, um, I was like, hmm, I wonder, at first I wasn't uh, sure if you believed in the virgin birth until um, there's something I heard you say. I'm like, oh, yeah, he don't believe in it, right? And so when I made my uh, remark in the messaging when we were first getting this stuff set up, I kind of, I had a double double thinking, like, am I being too harsh for him if he does believe in it? Nah, it doesn't matter. I'm going to make it like this. So I hope he does by the time we're done, <laughs> right? And so... But um, yeah, there is no cause for us to, uh, even if you, we did have a difference of opinion, the word God will always be true and every man a liar. And since, you know, you already have that, uh, that's that spirit of uh, sensibility, that spirit of intelligence, spirit that the Most High gives to those who is bringing in his knowledge, there's going to be nothing but peacemaking here. Peacemaking is reproving openly. Troublemaking is hiding over the truth. And so... I thank the Most High, um, uh, His Spirit on you, that He calls this meeting for the truth to come out and for the world to hear and see it and to be a judge. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I, I always enjoy this conversation because, like I always say, <clears throat> one person may be convinced on one thing and he don't want to accept the other. But uh, over the years, even I mean, see something. Listening is a good thing. And I usually try my best to always give the other person the floor because uh, even if you're like eager to speak, oh, but like, you hear something, you're like, oh, it's not, it's like that eagerness to, but you know, you know what? Let me allow the person to, to get his whole thought flowing because I won't want the same thing done to me if I'm in that flow. So 
like the scripture says, do unto others you want it to be done to yourself. So if I don't want someone to interrupt my flow of thinking or, you know, when I'm moving, you know, in the spirit, then the same thing, you know, you, you know, you should also do the same to someone who is in that situation. So it, it goes both ways. You know, you you get what you give, you know, giving equals receiving. So um, sometimes this kind of conversation uh, fail to happen because most of the time people want to say hearsay, she say, but it's not coming to actually have a dialogue whether we agree or disagree because it's, we all see dimly, you know. So one person's perspective on one thing, you may not be seeing at a moment, so you can just just put it aside. Like I'm not getting to d- debates and arguments, saying one statement, oh, this doesn't exist. But it's like, yeah, you may have that statement in mind, but it's like at the same time, hear what the other person has to say, and you know you can dialogue. Like it's like there's no need to hate someone because someone doesn't believe. And I'll say, regardless if you believe or not, this is what religion has done. In every culture, religion was created to divide the people. Because if you look at every concept, for those of us who know the scriptures, what did the Mosai say? He said, I separate all the nations and their gods, but Israel is my portion. So if every culture had their own ways, technically there should be any uh, problem because it's, okay, I have my beliefs, you have yours. Let's find something in common, mutual. But that's, you know, come, show, history showing us and that never happens. <laughs> Mine is better. I'm taking you over. We're going to force you to ours. If not, uh, out of here. Then you move from that to more uh, psychological warfare where it's the war of the minds. So that's what usually tends to happen. It's uh, it's it's very, very interesting. So I see a brother, uh, Yosef, drop off. It could be the connection. Uh, but brother Daniel, you still with us? We're just yeah, listening. yeah, I'm here. Good <laughs> yeah, conversation man, for sure. Before Yosef come back, I'm sure it's probably the Wi-Fi. I know you, you know. Whenever you're talking certain topics like this, you know, the internet starts to act up. <laughs> yeah, it's been cho- a little choppy uh, here and there. I noticed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, go yeah, ahead, but definitely a, a good good conversation um it's it's very um very interesting how uh, how this topic is so um, elusive and how uh, the most high actually ordained this whole thing for those who believe in the virgin birth to take away just what they're supposed to take away from it to believe a virgin birth because if you notice how everything is worded out in the new testament it's it's geniusly clever it's just put together like a puzzle you read it with a certain set of mind and you'll take away from it exactly what the most high wants you to take away from it but those with the spirit and some understanding uh they'll actually see the in between um there's some really interesting um points that you made and um that joseph is already called a husband and then in order to be a husband, you have to consummate the marriage. And you cannot put away a woman that is not already your wife. So that's, that's a really good point. That's not what was the discussion about. It was about shame. It was about, you know, how people gossip, right? They talk around and, yes, and Mary yes. was already pr- pregnant before mm-hmm. 
before the ceremony, right? They didn't have the ceremony yet to present the sheets and all that. So, that, <laughs> but the way it's worded, it's supernaturally deceiving. It's it's unbelievable. Yes, yes. you can. It's it's you. It's it's like that through throughout the the entire uh, scriptures. It's not only in Luke or or Matthew. It's the, the all of the scriptures are like that. Um, for example, Isaiah nine six, you know, and, and his name shall be Mighty Prince, Everlasting Father, right? And people say, well, you see, that shows that Jesus Yahusha, he is he is the Father, he is the Creator. It's like, oh, you missed something. His name shall be all these things. Not he shall be all these things. Um, there's yeah, there's it's just a, a one big mystery to those who don't understand wisdom. Yeah, and I'm and glad that you know yeah. who wisdom oh, is. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah go I'll, ahead. I'll let you finish your, your thought. Yeah, I think you you had one sentence to speak, so I'll let you finish. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm done. Oh yeah, I, I wanted to just add in when you talked about the marriage. The reason why me I'm from origin from the Congo, so we have uh was it traditional marriage in, in our culture? We do we still do dowry. I think uh brother yes, I've got the YouTube play in the background. <laughs> yeah, uh what is it the uh traditional marriage? Now when you read the law of marriage in the Bible, it's exactly like in our culture, even a certain aspects on practice. Now, we talked about the shame part, right? Now, in the Old Testament, it talks about, it says, if a man sleeps with a woman that he's not married to, she's a young man. I mean, she doesn't belong to anybody right now. Basically, it's a single woman who's not bald or anything. She's just a woman, just a maid. And a man deal with her and marries her, right? He says what? That man has brought shame unto her. Why? Because when he lie with her, basically, it's like getting pregnant out of wedlock, right? The keyword out of wedlock. So what happens? The man will pay, right? Will buy her, meaning to, he, he's going to be forced to marry her. Why? To hide her shame. So mm -hmm. that's that, that was the law. So it's like when you read the whole story of Joseph, something happened. It Because there's, I call it, because there's ambiguity. There's something not clear. Not every detail is pulled. So it's like, in a way, people thought people were able to be deceived because of that. I call it the blur of the lines, something that's not clear. But if you pull back and have a sound mind, you'd be like, Well, regardless of what happened, there's no way any woman on earth could be quote unquote get pregnant without a man. Because if it's not Joseph, maybe she dealt with someone else. But there is no mention of anybody else. It talks about Joseph. And for you to pull out, there's a law in Old Testament about pulling your woman away, right? It says if you go into a woman, right? And you deal with her in a chamber and you find that she's not a maiden, the white sheet or the sheet of talk, the token of virginity. You're going to be like, you know, let's say they go through the process, right? They get married, meaning the man accepted it, but he lies. He says, well, I don't like this woman anymore, right? She wasn't. So the, what, what will happen? The father of the, 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 the maiden, right, of the virgin, will go into the family safe, pull the sheet of marriage and come to the face of it. Look. This dude, he wants to divorce my wife. Look, he says she's not a virgin. Look, this is our token proof that he lied with her. 
and there was red red liquid that fell in the sheet proving that our daughter we you know our, there's no blemish in our daughter so he's a lawyer you know what the bible says because that guy who was trying to demonize and diminish the, the name of that family he has to pay a fee like a, a penalty he gotta pay some money so it was an order that i had to keep the, the nation in order you know even though certain things are not practiced but it's so interesting because it's like in Congolese culture the whole thing of marriage being married out of wedlock there's a there's a way if you get a girl pregnant outside of the quote-unquote uh uh protocol and there's also like i say things out of wedlock there are processes you know and here's something cool um i always bring up about jacob remember when he got his first wife he went to Laban and he saw Rachel. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And he started. preferred he pre, he preferred her, and he agreed an engagement to work out seven years. And then the father, on the night of the traditional Hebrew, right? Because a father always gives in a tradition. It's not a law. You're not breaking law, but it's the tradition that you give your daughter away in your house to your your new son-in-law soon to be right so that they consummate the marriage at home if you have a daughter who's a chaste daughter she's an honorable daughter among all daughters and so this is how the hebrew custom was that they give the daughter to the soon-to-be husband at home this is what the custom that joseph was was living under also because they're of the house of david mary being in the house of david these two houses already know the probably prearranged marriages it's not like joseph just thought of to go to Jer uh, J uh, mary's house randomly yes not at all <laughs> like because today the like custom the is also that the <laughs> yeah the custom today i mean the custom of the tribes was to keep the tribe members together right so judah would always stay with the house of judah and go right benjamin with benjamin stuff like that but um and so because the custom is strong they were expecting, they're expecting a, a wedding, right? Because Joseph, had, it was already called engaged to marry. To be engaged, that means I gotta knock on the daddy's door, offer her hand, he's gotta say yes, I gotta pay him, he's gotta promise her to me, and then I just wait for him to do his little thing, traditional, right? So we could have the, uh, coming together of the uh, of the celebrate the marriage ceremony right and so um once 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 she was promised to him there's no law that they says that they can't have sex because the law says if a man lays down with a woman he shall surely endow her to be his wife and if the father agrees then that they go off to be a husband and wife but if the father could disagree said nope i don't want you to be my daughter's husband and now he has to pay that price for for um taking it so that's not the case here but what um what you were beautifully uh, demonstrating about um the the sheets the the covenant uh the tradition of keeping the, the covenant sheets for the parents is directly out of deuteronomy 22 verse uh, 13 where it speaks about laws concerning sexual purity right and so since our nation is against um fornication and uh, um, and adultery and and sodomy there's laws protecting against that throughout throughout the covenant so that there shall be no whore no sodomite in in israel right and so um verse 13 says 
Suppose a man marries a young woman and later decides he doesn't want her, so he makes up false charges against her, accusing her of not being a virgin when they got married. So we have we have two scenarios. A father could have his father have his daughter be a you know a loose woman and she's a not a virgin. She gets pregnant at home. That's not good in Israel. That'll make the father's name go down to the garbage and the daughter will get stoned for it. Right. Once that once the judges find out, because we're not supposed to be having this going down like this. And so but if a woman was put away, say she was put away once and she's back at her father's house. Now she's not a virgin no more. This is not the kind of girl that's going to get stoned. But if the father was to lie and the daughter was to lie, even though she was given once to a marriage. Yeah, that part will get her stoned. <laughs> that part. And so now it says. So he makes up false charges against her, accusing her of not being a virgin when they got married. Verse 15. If this happens, the young woman's parents are to take the bloodstained wedding sheet that proves she was a virgin and they are to show it in court to the town leaders. So if a man is going to put up, put away his wife, it's not done privately. That's against the law. Yeah, you got to go to the judge leader, put her away publicly. Right. So when the scriptures talks about Joseph, um, thought in mind to put away privily that wasn't him being unrighteous because remember it called him a righteous man right so yeah, what he was yep. thinking was to avoid the drama right you know you know as black oh, folk, we, love, we love to talk yes. we love to talk about everybody and everything right like, i heard gossip. there's a wedding there was a, there was a wedding coming up and oh look at mary she pregnant what happened ooh, the house of david <laughs> <laughs> yeah Hey, yo, Taddy Patty, yeah, yeah, right. And, and so this Joseph was like, Joseph was like, oh thing. shit, Joseph's like, Joseph's sleeping and drinking. Mm-hmm. What am I gonna do? She's starting to show, and they're gonna start talking crap about me here, real soon, right? And then the angel in his in sleep says, "Don't worry about that. Take her to be your wife. That which you conceive is the son. That is Jesus, the son of David, whatever." So, um, and then. And then the scripture says, so he didn't, he knew her not until the birth of Jesus. Well, we already knew he knew her once, right? But you know, here's the key thing. He didn't know that was Jesus. Only Mary knew at first, you know that? Because the angel came to Mary and this is before she even laid with him. And then this is why she even laid with him, jumped his bones. Who can say no to a beautiful bride of mine? I'm waiting for your dad, but ah, it's not the law. Let's go ahead. (laughs) And so now, but then as two, three, four months later, I see her belly getting thick and I'm like, oh, it's going to go down, right? We're going to be the talk of the town in five, four, three, and he's sleeping about it. Oh, what should I do, right? And to add so this, now right? he now he's holding his vision that this here, uh-huh. And, uh, and, you and know, here. not to stop your flow er, go, earlier. Go ahead. I just wanted to, to point out uh, that key word you were saying about, uh, the context I'll, I'll add in a story you know before i lose my turn at all about what i've witnessed exactly what you're saying so keep going and so um um this is the time when he's stressed out and he's thinking about what he should do because she's starting to show and now everyone's going to know that they had sex before the father gave her away not against the law but it's going to be enough to make them look real bad and make a spectacle of everybody. And so um, this is when he, he actually finds out from the angel in his dream that 
that which she has is Jesus, the son of David, who's going to rule over the throne. And so now he's like, oh, crap. Now I know what's going on. And you know what, Mary? I'm cool. I'll go get another wife. I'm not going to be going inside of that until that gets out the way. Because believe me, on any other child, we'd be going into it until like six months until it's truly in a way, right? When it's fighting back. But now, if you know that's the son of man who's going to be the savior of all men, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be. Oh, I'll stay away from that for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's take a break. But see, people interpret it as, oh, the reason why he couldn't go into her because you know she's a virgin and you know God already took care of everything, so he can't touch it no more. Like the whole concept of trying to make Mary holier than like, and notice in religion, who's more exalted at the Most High? Mary. Mary. If you look at the whole foundation of almost, it's always about that lady. But is it Mary? Where in the Bible did he exalt? And not only that, watch this. When Christ was 12, right when he got lost in the temple, he was speaking with the, 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 the teachers. When his parents says, why did you do this, my son? Right? He says, don't you know I'm supposed to do my father's will? What does it say? He says, his parents were astonished at what he's saying. They couldn't understand. Now, let me see. Let's say Joseph, right? With the oh, Let's say uh, Joseph was told in a, in a dream that that child is God's child, that God, you know, you know, it's the holy child, right? And the angel appeared to Joseph mm-hmm. twice. Twice, number two means established in the scriptures, right? And 12 years later, we go to the temple of God, the same God that told me that my... That's my stepson is his son. It's not mine. That child, that stepson, tells me, hey, why are you guys worrying? I'm doing my father's will. What will be, just, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he's the son of God. So he's, is he going to be like, my son, why are you speaking such things? You know why they were saying that? Because they knew he was their son, but it didn't make sense to them. Just like the Bible says what it says, a prophet is not what? He's not accepting in his own country because they're never going to understand him. But does that mean he's not their, their people? He's, he's not from his tribe? No. In order to be from the tribe, you must come from the loins of a man. <laughs> That's why when he, he saw in the temple, it says that day is fulfilled this day. And everybody looked at him. Why? Because they know, keywords, isn't this Joseph's son? Don't we know his mother and his brothers? Why does he say that he came from above? You see, you know that verse, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. like I say there are many passages in the scriptures that are very uh, clear that uh, the concept of Joseph not being the father of Jesus is ridiculous. It won't make any sense, and in a way, it's insulting to God and to Holy Spirit because it's like you're indirectly saying that God is a deadbeat father. And pregnant women out here and, 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 and forcing other men to raise them for him. You know what that sounds like to me? Wait a, hold, hold on. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, about a, a deity going out there and pregnating uh, other people's women and bearing like demigods for him. You know what that sounds like? You know, you know who who are read in mythology that 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 was so who was a you know a quote unquote womanizer, earthly womanizer. A, a quote unquote guy, you know who who was doing that mess? Who's Zeus. That? Oh, you know what? Zeus is a Nephilim. 
<laughs> of course it was yeah. doing that mess. Uh-huh. Yeah. So angels what come down say? and take Swiss women. Would, mm-hmm. He would transform. He would take the shape of the husband, sleep with his wife, get so pregnant, but that child is not the, the you know, A human the person. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'll ask uh, you the opinion and see if Brother Daniel can say, you know, that way we can come in a closure. In your opinion, if from what we understand from the scriptures, speak against the mainstream doctrine, why do you think they told why uh, why did they tell us that Joseph was not the father of Christ? Why? Why why did they do that in your opinion? So I'll give you the floor first. Well, second Thessalonians 2 says. That the fallen away has to come first before the lawless one is revealed. So all of this is about a plan of the most high spoken from the very beginning. He's the one I alone stretched out the heavens and earth, forming light and darkness, creating good and evil. And so these things are not because of man's, but all because of the most high who's sovereign over all things. And so if we don't know him, we won't understand anything about what's going on. We'll get sucked into it with all the traps laid for the lawless and the ignorant and the wicked. And so the light shines and, and causes us to avoid these obstacles. All these lies are being told because the truth has waxed cold. Thank you very much. Brother Daniel, what do you have to say? Yeah, I, I totally agree um, with what he also said. It, uh, it, uh, if, you, if you really... Think about it. All of these delusions and false doctrines are all made by the Most High, designed especially for the ones who hate the truth. Um, the scripture says that because they hated the truth, I have given them into believing a lie. So the Most High had to come up with uh, different beliefs for those who hate him, for those who uh, he didn't chose before the foundations of the world. Um, so Hey, you people know, when give you say credit, that, people will come and say, well, do you mean to tell me that God is responsible for everything? You know what? Let me speak <laughs> to God because what's going on? Like, that's not how a good God is supposed to be, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. remember, people are going to have to say, well, why? That's not how he's supposed to be. So what would you say to someone who says, well, when you say that, well, why? <laughs> because I know well, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say, does the pot tell to the potter, why have you made me such a way? We were made for the most high's pleasure. Everything is for his pleasure first, and then for our pleasure. So we can't uh, have ideas and preconceived notions about who God is and how he is and what his motives are according to our logic we have to seek the scriptures to find the truth and understand what he tells us about his character and nature um we are all created to be part of his story that's why it's called history because it's his story he made it up he created it he already has infinity all eternity planned out for us but we have to play our parts in whoever we may be Wheat or tares. 
He says, I choose their delusions for them and I make their fears come to pass. Right. He <laughs> yeah. says, in the deceivableness and the unrighteousness of those who are perishing because they did not receive the love of the truth because the most I didn't give it to them. For this cause, he sends them a powerful delusion of a lie so that they believe the lie so that they be condemned. Right. So someone's got to be the kindling to the fire. Right. Um, Romans 1, 18, verse 17 actually says, the righteousness of the Most High is revealed from heaven, from belief to belief. You can tell who they are according to the right things they believe for the spirit that was revealed, uh, revealed in these things. And opposite is true. Romans 1.18 says, the wrath of the Most High is revealed on the unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and right unrighteousness, making it unoperable. Yep. These who came to the knowledge because the Most High himself revealed it to them. But they exchanged it. They didn't think that it was wise and weren't thankful to keep it. I mean, to be wise, they became fools. And so he gave them over to the lust of their hearts and dipped them in sin to saturate in it. This, these are the days you got to avoid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I'll tell you what, you know, I was not expecting this conversation to go this way, but, uh, you know, our presence to the most high. This is one of the most wonderful, peaceful conversation that you can ever have, regardless if we have a different perspective. But uh, like I always say, the most high spirit, you know, at the end of the day, it is like we say, it's all for his glory. So, oh, yeah. you know, I really want to say thank you very much, guys. Uh, there is no accident. Nothing happens out of nothing. There was a reason why this show had to happen. The most high works in me. I was not expecting that some weekend before new year's that i'm gonna have a show and i'm gonna speak to you too so uh this is uh how should put this uh the most high is uh calling he set this whole thing up the way it happened and you know it went out beyond my expectation so that's one thing i'm very All thankful yes and let me see let me look at the time okay now uh Let's say we're was it two hours and twenty-two in. So what what I'll do is I will post a link because uh, we're on YouTube. I'll post a link for anyone out there who wants to come up for a few uh minutes if they have any if they have questions about the topic or they want to ask you both a question or myself. Uh that would be no problem. So what I'll do is I'm gonna post a link in the chat. Whoever wants to come on, if not, I'll give you guys any final words, and then uh, we'll, we're just gonna end the stream and see. You know, hopefully next time I have an interesting topic, you guys can show up. So what I'll do is I will pass the link. Whoever wants to join the panel, and we have a viewers out there watching us. So I want to say thank you guys for watching us and listening. And like I say, don't be shy out there. Don't be shy. We we're not violent, you know. Violence is not a way of doing things. We're here for peaceful conversation, and you know, shout out to YouTube because I know YouTube is watching. <laughs> They're waiting. With they got their little finger on their little click click, ready mm -hmm. to Shut do whatever they need to do. <laughs> <laughs> because this is what they always do, man. Like <laughs> there are certain words we can't say. Anytime you're speaking the words of life, the, the 
the devil is out there to uh, squeeze everything. So I'm going to give like five minutes. I'm sure some people, they probably want to jump in, ask questions, because I'm sure some people are in the clouds. You know, anybody can watch it for anywhere. So we could have people who are not logged in on YouTube watching. But uh, again, let me show people some of the information that I have. If you want to read more on it, the topic of today, there is a book called Eusebius, The Church History. Uh, I'm going to be quick. This book right here, and I'm going to hide the image. It's called The Secret History of the Jesuits. All right. You can buy this book. Uh, also, you can get the original translation of the full gospel and it was translated from the ancient language that was spoken over there in syriac and this bible uh translation comes from a record in the fourth century so you get to read what the people that you read so much in the bible antioch and all of them what they were reading over 1600 years ago a thousand and six hundred years ago what they were reading in their bibles at that time and compare it to what we're reading today and you're going to see interesting slight differences depending on which bible translation you're reading but it just goes to show you how things have changed over time and the question you should ask yourself is why why was it changed over time why there's always a reason for everything now does that mean you have to reject everything no you don't throw the baby with the bath water you take away the baby and you throw it the dirty water that's how it's supposed to be but most of the time you you throw the baby and everything else. If you throw the baby, you, I mean, no parents does that. You wash off the baby, clean him up, and take him out of the bath water, and then you dump it. Right. So there are all the information. I just wanted to stick to these simple ones. That way, you know, it doesn't. Most people. I used to hate reading too. So, but uh, there's always something when you want to seek knowledge. It's it's like a burning desire. But, okay, where is it? Can, what can I find? And here's another uh, warning. Uh, there's always a danger. Like what, what's a, uh, there's a French saying, tout uh, too much of anything can uh, bring you discomfort. There's also a passage in Ecclesiastic. It says when, when a man knows too much, he brings sorrow. Because the more you know what happens, you, you know, because you're the Grief only one to know. Sorrow. Grief and sorrows. Why? Because you look around and you see the wrath raining down on her head like raindrops. Mm. And then you see a family and you wish that they could come out under that rain and come into their umbrella. But then they love that weather. That's what makes mm. you not feel so good inside. But then after a while, it goes away because those who forsake the Torah of Moses are going to die without compassion. We're not going to feel bad for them. Mm. Yeah, Noah in the book of Jasher tells you once he was inside, the people that were around him, they came. Some of them were family members. People have to remember that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it gives you the list of families, but guess what? Methuselah had, you know, he lived for 909, was it 999? So he he had, a, was, it, was it 993? Let me make sure I'm not mistaken. But he lived over 900 years and he had you know, I, I'm sure he had multiple children, right? So mm -hmm. when Noah was in the ark, 
I'm sure he was telling his family, hey, it's going to rain, right? He prophesied, you know, because when you read the Bible, it talks about 120 years, but they don't understand. Noah's prophesying his whole life, 500 years. Now, when he received the message, it says 120 years. There's there's a mystery in that 120 years, but I don't want to get into that. But basically, the story is when he was inside the ark, the angel locked the door. So Noah could not open it from the inside because the angel locked it from the outside. So whatever Noah could do because of the love of his family, nothing could happen. So his family came. They're like, let us see, Noah. Come on, look, it's raining. Right? And Noah basically started reminding me. Say, look, I was telling you guys all these years. Mm-hmm. You were mocking me, making fun of me, calling me crazy, drunker. You, you love you. You're drunk. What can you tell us, right? You're building something in the middle of. No, you're building a boat in the middle of dry land. What are you? You're not even building it close to the waters, right? Like they're like, hey, this dango is. Who is this guy, right? And they say, please. And then guess what? They got convicted and they got angry. They're like, you know what? If you don't open this door, just like I said, we're going to break in and come inside. You know what they did? They went, it says the one they got the tools, hammer, axe, whatever, to break the door. <laughs> the angels sent the animals that were there. They came, terrorized them, destroyed them. Some of them ran off and they climbed on trees and mountains and they were just looking to boat as the boat started levitating. And it says what? It came to the point where all the mountains couldn't be seen no more. And what happened to all those people? We're making fun of him. Dead. <laughs> but they'll be like, well, where's the love? Why would God do this? Why would they kill all these people? God, why? Why? If you tell them this, you hate it. Free will. Choice. <laughs> I think... You know, this is my opinion. I think when people say that, why would God allow... In people's mind, they want... like it, it's To them, it's like this. God, I don't believe in you. I don't care about you. But still, you have to, to help me when I'm in need. You have to help me when there's no way out because you're God. You're supposed to love me. I don't have to love you. I don't have to care about you. You don't, you don't exist to me. But when something happens, I will think of you in that day. So remember me and do good for me. Like, you, you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> Think about it. Like, it's kind of like, you know, I know, you know, when you have this conversation, you may get into philosophy, but I'm saying, in people's understanding, to people who don't believe in the most who have no concept, they're like, you know what? I'm going to live my life the way I want to. When things happen, they were like, well, where was God? Why didn't God help me? He was supposed to, but I was like, wait a minute. You made a choice that you don't care about this being, because it doesn't exist, Right. And you're going to live your life you the one who wants to. But when something happens, you want to blame the quote-unquote the non-existing person. Like, it's like, what's going on here? <laughs> you don't exist to me, but if something happened to me, you somehow exist and you were supposed to help me even though I didn't believe you existed. You're God. You're supposed to, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That That is some of the thought that I have sometimes when I, I'm just thinking, you know. But ah, I guess... Uh, Nobody wants to come up. Maybe people are scared. They're intimidated by my face. They're like, oh, this guy, he, you know, he, he, he's, he's scaring us. You know, I don't want to get up there. You know, I'm going to embarrass myself. <laughs> but time is short. There's only so, so much we can talk about. Uh, all I can say is I want to thank my two guests, brother uh, Yosef 
and brother Daniyahu, and we spoke on this subject, uh, was J uh, Joseph, the stepdad of Jesus. And uh, it was a very interesting topic. And uh, before we can depart, you know, I, I, you know, I want to have my guests say something. I don't want you to just leave and get out of here. But let me go to brother Yosef uh, first, give you last word, and <clears throat> brother Daniyahu, and we're going to sign off. Go ahead, sir. Well, um, I thank the Most High first and foremost, and um, in His beloved wisdom and the power of His angels that He used to give us knowledge down here to us humans who are He chosen to have knowledge. And I thank also um, uh, His servant in you that He caused you to uh, have this platform today so that the word could come out in a peaceful way, and that. Um, and all the evidence you brought out, um, I think I, I appreciate the way you brought it out too. You had me cracking my butt up because I'm kind of the same way. I make it entertainable and so that you can digest it, meditate on it, enjoy it, right? That is not bitter, right? Because a lot of it, the truth hurts, but it don't have to kill you, right? And so a lot of this stuff is um, right there and it, it, it's enjoyable. And you make it, you made it that way for me as I'm a teacher at this stuff too. And, um, and I appreciate it. Um, the your hum, your humility in serving God's word without going beyond it, right? And so that was a, a good uh, demonstration of uh, uh, your presentation of of how Joseph is is the father. And um, again, I thank you again. Um, I'm a, I want a friend request you. I hope you, we get that back and we continue this fellowship. We continue bringing the light to the to the world out here. And uh, again, I thank, thank you. you again, and bless, may the blessing be on your head and your family, and continue to follow you. Thank you very much, sir. May the Most High bless you and bring you more knowledge, because we're gonna need it in this day and time. So, uh, the ark is still open. So, uh, to anyone listening, the time to go in inside the ark and prepare your spot is now, because there's gonna be a time where you're gonna look for the ark. Or and, and you may see the ark, but you won't be able to get in and see what's inside. So this is the time. And yeah, there's a madman like Noah running around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, let me throw in uh, brother uh, Danny Yahoo. Uh, last words before we part ways. Yeah, it's definitely a time to fill up your lamps. And no time to be foolish right now. When you hear something new don't harden your hearts and always test all things because you may never know when the real truth may be presented before you that can literally change your life so thank you for having thank us. you very much thank you very much and uh, i'm gonna give uh, i'll put you guys in the back but uh i mean you're welcome to stay and maybe we may have like a, a little chat in the back but uh uh, if you guys want to wait, I'm going to basically end the stream and, uh, you know, for the viewers. But uh, again, I want to thank everybody for sharing up. I really appreciate it. As you can see, you can see my face here. Yeah. Uh, to this end, uh, topic, for those of you miss, when you get a chance, you can watch the whole thing. Was, was Joseph a stepdad of Jesus? So that was the topic of today. And uh, you'll be surprised if you're watching this right now and you didn't watch the whole thing. When you get a chance, replay. Like I said, we spoke on a lot of things too much. So two hours is not enough.
But if you have a chance, slow down, listen to the evidence that we brought up, and you can actually do your own research. Uh, you don't have to take our words from it, you know, for what you heard, do your own study. So I want to thank everybody who showed up. I really appreciate it. If possible, please like, share, subscribe to the channel and hit that bell. So you'll be notified whenever, you know, whenever I go live or whenever I upload a video, I'm shadow banned. So there are some things YouTube won't allow. It won't promote my channel. So again, I want to thank you everybody. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Drive safe. Stay away from crazy people on the road because, like I said, this season, a lot of accidents happen. I'm a trucker, and I know what goes on the road. So I want to tell you guys, be safe and sound. I saw a crazy accident. Someone died uh, on Thursday and Friday when I was on the highway. So uh, families out there, it's a holiday season. A lot of people are under the Christmas spirit. Please be safe. Don't fall for the whole chaos. Have the spirit of the most high in your mind so you won't cut up with the whole jolly, jolly, jolly. Come home to your family because they need you. We're living in dark times, but the most high is going to take care of us. Have no fear. May the most high bless you. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.